0: My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Darth Moon the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo at Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast. The Force is strong with you all. And remember, sit War.
1: Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. May the Force be with you! Hello
0: everyone and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. It's another Tano Tuesday. My name is David and I'm joined by...
1: Retro Ray, guys. How's it going again?
0: And tonight is the night once again. Episode 3 of Ahsoka. So hyped. Don't know what we're going to see. We're going to talk about our predictions a little later. But first, we want to thank all of our awesome supporters. Starting on the purple tier... Chris Simpson, Kevin Leininger, Devin McCaffrey, Drew Peters, Zach Netzel. On the red tier, we have Fenrir five two six, Maya Morris. On the black tier, we have Maka Taotala, Nathan Shank, Evan Opaker, Liam McCallion, and Texas Vader seventy six. Thank you so much for all your love and support that you've shown us over the years, and just we cannot thank you enough. So we have. A Patreon that anyone can join. And we kind of want to talk about that a little more because I think we're going to actually have more content. We're trying to do daily content on it. So our actual site, uh, when you go to Patreon.com and look us up, we're actually at Star Stuff Podcast 2187. We record daily episodes called Patreon Daily. It's uh, sometimes me and James, sometimes me, Colin, and James. But we talk about Current events, uh, breaking news, and um, last night we actually spoke a little bit about um, the trailers, the the greatest trailers in Star Wars history. And we definitely did go back in time to, I believe it was 1998 when the Phantom Menace trailer dropped. I believe it was in the fall time period. And uh, we talked about the whole fact that, of course, uh, to go see the Phantom Menace trailer in the theater you had to go see Meet Joe Black buy a ticket for that. It was pre-internet, really. There was dial-up, but, I mean, it it would take forever to download a trailer to watch. And, of course, you wanted to see on the big screen, so that was the only way to do it. So if you join our Patreon just for $5 a month, you can check out all those episodes, plus our commentaries as well. Colin, Christian, Cap, Star, Josh, Hunter are all doing the commentaries for Clone Wars and Rebels. We're uploading those as we go. So, check it out, guys, and of course you get this uh, episode of the Star Wars Stuff podcast ad free. So you can just either watch it all in video, listen to it, or just have it on audio on the Patreon app on your phone or mobile device. So definitely check that out. Um, so, what are your thoughts tonight for uh, the episode of Ahsoka, episode three, directed by Steph Green?
1: Man, and be honest with you. <laughs> I went to bed last night thinking about today, and thinking <laughs> about what's going to happen. What to? What are we going to expect? I mean, so many thoughts were running through my head. Um, I I have a feeling that you know we're going to see Ahsoka probably face you know either the apprentice or the the character um, as well. But I don't know, man. It, it's because this is the thing, you know, and I listen to other podcasts as well, and people are complaining because they're like, "Oh, you know, I don't understand what's going on," because, you know, I didn't watch Clone Wars. I didn't. It, I mean, that's that's why they're giving you these little tidbits for it. But I guess it's not enough for the people who didn't watch Clone Wars. Just you know, Star Wars Rebels. Um, I mean, you have the opportunity to go back and watch it. You know what I mean? But for us fans who watched rebels who watched clone wars it, it our it our mind they're racing kind of wondering what else are we going to see how far i mean cuz it opened with when they mentioned through time and space that that was what were, you know that popped in my head was it's opening the window to a, not just another galaxy but to more opportunities But, like, what opportunities are we going to see? You know, so those are things that have been racing through my head. What is it? What are you? What's what's going on? What are you thinking about?
0: That's a big one for me personally. Going to a different galaxy, what's that galaxy going to be like? Are there going to be different rules? Is it going to be a totally different history where no Force users ever existed? There's nothing like the Jedi Order that exists there. Maybe Ahsoka is the first Jedi for that galaxy, you know? I mean, that explains maybe where she was during the time after uh, during the events that took place after um, she took off to find Thrawn and didn't help out the Rebellion or the New Republic. So it's the possibilities are endless. And I just kind of gives the explanation of where she was. I love that aspect. I think that's what we're going to get. And I do like the fact that we have these two dark Jedi. That aren't entirely all the way evil. You yeah. can you can definitely see the sympathy that Balin has. Even yes. to, that 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 comment he made about Ahsoka. It'd be a shame to see Ahsoka killed because there's so very few Jedi left. Yes, and then of course the the blades for their sabers are orange. They're not a solid red. I mean, all that stuff tells you that maybe they're not as bad or. Maybe they would be easier to be coerced back to the light. I mean, it's it's an interesting concept that we haven't seen before. And just their introduction, too. They're the first two big characters we saw in episode one. And the fact that it's a master and apprentice type role with Shin Hati having the Padawan braid. Hey, what's up, Maka? Um, Maka's watching us on YouTube. Um, so it's an interesting way into this story. And we've already got the introduction of another galaxy in the Star Wars universe. We all kind of assume that there's other galaxies in the universe. But to see it on screen and verified and that we're probably going there at some point and probably going to see brand new things and characters and ships and different concepts. That's that's truly exciting. That's what Disney Star Wars legacy, I think, really is going to be, to tell you the truth. Because we're going to have this brand new version of Star Wars, it feels like. And then it's going to lead up to the Filoni film, which is going to incorporate all that stuff. And now I'm kind of thinking maybe we're not going to get Luke Skywalker after all in the Filoni film if we're in another distant galaxy, you know? I mean, if it's all brand new characters and stuff, it's it's an exciting time. And I yeah, can't wait definitely. to see what Filoni gives us. And then, of course, we haven't seen the Purgles at all yet in live action. Still yeah. yet to see that. Uh, we saw the the kind of hieroglyphs of them around the star map that led to where Thrawn is located. So it, it's all exciting stuff. Um, so
1: the other question that bought me, because, okay, you mentioned the, the they have orange sabers. So we understand this apprentice had to create hers somehow or got it from someone else's lightsaber. But Tenet's, David Tennant's character, which i love that character because he's you know doctor who i'm a big doctor who fan um he mentions he he was there when that that saber was created so technically was his saber orange at the time he created a saber or you know what i mean well no it it was probably blood the crystal
0: was probably blood but that's the very interesting thing that a lot of people really didn't Talk about right about was the fact when Hu Yang had the two sabers, yeah. he specifically said, I'm not familiar with this saber, which was Shin Hati's. Yeah, so he flipped it over to Balin's lightsaber. And of course, we've all kind of known if you're in the Star Wars bubble, you've known that Balin was a Jedi previously and he survived Order 66. But the thing that people weren't talking about was the fact that Shin Hati's saber is Kanan's saber. That's K. Uh, Kanan Jarrus's saber just kind of repurposed and kind of modified a little bit. If you look at it closely, that's Kanan's lightsaber that Shin took the crystal out, bled it to orange, and then is now using it. So that's an interesting fact. And we all know it survived because I think it was Governor Price uh presented it to Thrawn in Rebels to verify that Kanan had been killed. Yeah, so. So the connective
1: tissue. See, but that gets okay, that you see that puts some stuff in. So we mentioned that in the last episode where they're like, "Oh, you know, of course there would be no body parts left for Kanan." But if that's the case, if it blew up, then how did that Saber, saber survive, especially in that condition that she had it when she showed, you know, them the the saber that he died? It didn't look damaged. Yeah. Right? Well, I mean,
0: There could have been parts of it, and then Shin... Because if you look at the actual middle part, it seems like it's a brand new piece. So okay. it's just the top and the bottom that look like Kanan's saber.
1: Yeah. No, but and... I'm talking about when she presented it to... In Clone Wars, when she oh. showed it, if it was in an explosion, how did it survive with that heat? And... Well,
0: the concussive force could have knocked it off. The air. Yeah. I mean... Okay.
1: Yeah, okay. There's
0: so many ways around that. I
1: (laughs) I know, getting into details, a little, like, stuff like that, but yeah, it got me thinking, too, like, okay, how did that survive and not Kanan? I mean, he was using the Force, I mean, because even the blast that Yoda, I mean, Yoda, uh, um, Grogu did when he protected, you know, Bo-Katan, and then, you know, he made it, uh, that whole bubble. Right. And they survived with that bubble, with that explosion. Right. So, it made me think, couldn't he have survived and created a bubble like that as well?
0: So the best explanation <laughs> that I got about that is the fact that he had to use the force for his shield. Yeah. And he had to use the force, on the other hand, to yeah. shove Hera back, plus the ship as well. Push it all away True. so they could survive.
1: Okay. So they probably yeah, okay, drained him.
0: Right. it drained him.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. That's I guess, like I said, yeah. I think of the craziest stuff. That's just...
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't think that's crazy at all. Th- those are good questions. So, Zach, um, our awesome uh, patron, he wants to know, do we know if there will be more than one season of Ahsoka? No, we don't know. But I think the assumption is the Filoni film will be the next season, if it's season two or season three. And depending on the numbers for Ahsoka... Right now, I think the numbers reported by, I believe, Samba were that uh, the show Ahsoka equaled the same number of views as Andor for households. This is per household, not per view, which is kind of odd. But um, as you can see there, the Mandalorian season two got 1.7 million households. But Kenobi got 2.4, so basically doubled the amount that Ahsoka got. And, I mean, that's understandable due to the fact that Ahsoka is more of a a younger character. So, I mean, Obi-Wan is one of the, the original characters of Star Wars, and everyone's familiar. Many generations are familiar with that character, and Darth Vader was the antagonist. So, I mean, there's a lot going for that show. Not a lot of people know about Ahsoka outside of hardcore Star Wars fans. I consider, I consider my brother to be a Star Wars fan, a hardcore Star Wars fan. He doesn't know much about Ahsoka. I kind of had to explain it to him. So there's that. But yeah, Yeah. that's, that's interesting that the numbers match what Andor had. It's pretty much everyone that watched Andor apparently. So I think it bodes well, but I, I do think once we do see the episodes of Anakin Skywalker and possibly Vader, there's going to be a lot of social media trending stuff and word of mouth and water cooler talk about, oh, did you see Vader last night? And people that aren't aware of the show, even airing right now, are going to be like, no, what are you talking about? And then they'll get into Ahsoka. And then I think the character will build um, eventually into, in, in, in I think, what the character deserves from fandom outside of. Our Star Wars bubble, really, because I, I think Ahsoka's a terrific character. And there's there's a ton of stuff that people can catch up with via Clone Wars, Rebels. So I think it's all there. I don't know. What why do you think the number is at 1.2 and not a little bit higher?
1: Because they don't know this character. And they're kind of if iffy, you're iffy on the show when they watch, because you think about it, you've got people who watched Obi-Wan. And some people I don't say half of the people were disappointed in Obi-Wan. So there's a percentage of people that were who loved Obi-Wan and then the ones who didn't. So the ones who watched it thinking they were going to like it are kind of like they're not happy with what Disney put out. So the soak is questionable. So they're kind of holding off on watching. That's my opinion. That's what I'm I, taking it as. I
0: do think there's a little bit of that too. People watched the previous shows and weren't. Didn't didn't like the shows as much as I think they thought they were going to like them. Yeah. And now I think Ahsoka might be suffering from that in a way. I think that's part of it. But I think overall, I think the viewership is decent. I mean, it's back to school time. Um, they made the big time change, which is not customary. It's going to happen on a Tuesday night at 8 o'clock Central Time for us. And then yeah. 6 o'clock Pacific. I mean, people over there are just getting home and then it airs. But of course, it's on streaming, so you can pull it up whenever you have time to watch it. But overall, I mean, there's a lot of factors that go towards that. I mean, the fact that it's not a mainstream character, so to speak, even though I think for us and our Star Wars fandom think it's a mainstream character, but her having her show is a great introduction because I really do think Filoni going to have her in the spotlight in his film upcoming in 2026, 2027, Whenever the strike's in, we find out what happens. But yeah, Ted here, um, Countdown City uh, GeekCast founder, uh, who we actually just did an Ahsoka recap show on Countdown City Geeks. Check that out. Um, he says, we got a tease of Purgles in The Mandalorian. So yeah, I think it was episode one where we saw the Purgles flying in hyperspace. And a lot of people, I think, don't know about the space wells, which are which are the pergals. Which... I think,
1: yeah, that that's the thing. The people who don't know about it, they're they're kind of like, "What is this?" If they people who don't know, these wells can hyper jump through the, hyper, the space lanes, <laughs> right? Um, hyper space yeah. And if they didn't watch Clone Wars, of course, or Star Wars Rebels, I'm sorry, Star Wars Rebels, um, that's pretty much how Kanan, uh, gets thrown and they get away from. You know, the thaw is through the hyperlinks, and he uses the wells to help them get away or get away from it. But yeah, I mean, I have a feeling that we're gonna, they're gonna play a bigger part, I think, as well. But that's just my opinion. I think.
0: Yeah, yeah, we saw in some of the marketing, we're gonna get to see them up close and personal, and they're huge creatures. They're huge. They're they're just creatures like whales, but they're space whales that can uh, essentially swim through space and they have hyperspace or light speed capability through the hyperspace lanes. And apparently they've been doing that for eons. And they actually helped, I believe, in mapping out the hyperspace lanes because I think before hyperspace was invented in Star Wars, they would need something like Force users to actually navigate uh, hyperspace because, like Han Solo said, you don't want to come too close to a supernova and basically get destroyed. Um, So all those hyperspace lanes in Star Wars exist, and there's only a certain amount, and then you have the Outer Rim, the unknown regions in the galaxy that it's very hard to traverse, which was kind of the plot of the Rise of Skywalker, what we see at the end, they get to Exegol. They use um, the map that was on the, what was the name of the object? It looked a lot like a holocron, the Wayfinder. They used the Wayfinder, which Kylo Ren was looking for, to get to Exegol, and all of that took place. But,
1: yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be a lot of things that we're going to see. I mean, and okay, so another thing that was, pop in my mind last night bringing back to how uh, Ezra was able to with his force abilities communicate with the perkles it kind of I mean in of course you've watched Mandalorian Grogu has the same abilities as Ezra
0: right right that's yeah that's something that's kind of under the radar but yeah, yeah. Ezra was very very communicative with creatures via the force and that's essentially how he got the purgles to basically do what they did in the ending of rebels which is where i think we're gonna maybe pick up on in an hour or so so yeah that's that's an incredible thing because when the purgles were introduced i thought i didn't really like <laughs> them but now they've grown on me so much just like Huyang's yang's design Oh, yeah, I didn't really. like it when I saw it at first, but now it's grown on me and I, I really do dig it. So Star Wars has always done that for me, just like the prequels. After I saw those, I was like, man, I, I'm not sure if I like these, but after time, like fine wine, they've gotten better. And there's this huge generation now that is just in the love with them the same way that I was in love with the original trilogy growing up. So yeah, I, I love the prequels. I mean, it's it's just one of those. I'm a I'm a 42 year old guy that loves the prequels as well as the original trilogy.
1: Uh, we got a Facebook user here. What do you think about this, David? What are he's talking about?
0: Yeah, well, we see someone do a jump in time either to the distant future, like in Bill and Ted's Excellent Journey, or to the past, to potentially introduce the High Republic era show, The Acolyte.
1: I have a feeling High Republic is going to somehow say tie to this in, in some way. But in what way? You know what I mean? Because High Republic goes far back. So it it's gonna I think it's gonna leave in some way or another, yeah. you know. I think
0: the commonsensical thinking is we are gonna see some world between world stuff that's gonna play a pivotal point in the yeah. storytelling. I the dream, I think for me, what I would love to see would be classic Star Wars situations through the portals in World Between Worlds, maybe from a different point of view, which we've always talked about on the podcast. Um, I think we're gonna get something along those lines. And of course, Hayden Christensen is back. He's recorded, we all know he's recorded at least one new line as Anakin. Um, So the Anakin flashback is probably gonna happen probably get vader in the suit um but yeah all that stuff is possible but we all have heard filoni say or maybe we haven't heard him say i've heard him say the fact that we're not going to treat the world between worlds like a time machine that's not the intent of world between worlds and the storytelling because so many other franchises have messed with time travel and if they did introduce that, I think there there is still maybe a real elegant way to introduce time travel in Star Wars, but we just haven't seen it yet in film or in TV. But I think there still could be a way to do that. So I'm counting on Filoni to maybe do that. But in Filoni, I trust. I trust his storytelling. I trust he has a plan where he's going. We don't know. It's probably going to surprise us. So... That's what makes me so excited about these TV shows. It's it's Filoni's storytelling. He's he's essentially the new the new head of Star Wars really. That's what I consider him to be. He used to be George Lucas's apprentice. Now he's the master and he has George Lucas's phone number on speed dial, you know?
1: So we got another person here, Facebook user. What do you think about that? I mean, do you think we're going to see Bendu as well?
0: Yeah, the Facebook user states, um, for all you audio listeners, my favorite parts of Rebels was the new creatures, especially the Bendu. Yeah, the Bendu would be pretty gnarly to see. And, of course, I know, Ray, you love the Bendu because (laughs) it's voiced by one of the doctors. So, yeah, that type of force-sensitive being was an interesting addition to the lore of star wars because of we've always had the light side dark side. bendu was neutral yeah and but he was still like dropping words of wisdom so it would be interesting to see more stuff like that and the bendu itself in live action it really makes me think about like the never-ending story creatures you know so like hulkingly big and just kind of kind of ridiculous in their design but uh but but Still, cool. uh Nevertheless, you know. Um, So I would love to see that. That that would be fantastic, and it would be more fantastic if it was if it was a practical effect. If it was an actual puppet, build that puppet, dude. That would be that would have to be huge. Well, they did it for Never Ending Story. Although all those were puppets, but I think they did like like oh, scale okay, models, kind of yeah, like yeah, in Lord yeah. of the Rings, and they probably did force perspective or. Enlarged. I don't know. I haven't seen any behind the scenes for that for that movie, but
1: yeah. So we have another person uh, from Facebook user who says the purgles look like sandworms from, from worms in Dune. Yeah. Um, true, Dune. I mean, as well. You know, I mean, kind of if you watch the original Dune, you know, it's kind of um, it's star Star Wars ish as well.
0: Yeah, and we all know that George Lucas. Picked and pulled pieces from many different stories, many different IP. The Lord of the Rings, Dune. If you look at Dune, there's there's a lot of similarities in a way. Although yeah. stories are um, Star Wars, I think is is better popular storytelling. So it it attracted more people, and it was it was more digestible because uh, Dune is very hardcore sci-fi. But if you compare Star Wars and Dune, both both franchises start off or or have a desert planet. Yeah, they have creatures that travel in the sand, the crate dragon, in in Star Wars, and the sandworms of Arrakis. Then you have people who are native to the to the sand landscape and the mountainous areas. You have the Tusken Raiders, and yep. then you have the Fremen in Dune, and then you have spice. Yeah. <laughs> Han solo smuggle spice. Um, there there's there's probably a ton of more stuff, but um there's one one point Frank Herbert, the, the creator of Dune, wanted to sue George Lucas because of all the similarities, even though it's really not the same thing, but he didn't bother with changing some of these names and concepts and planets and stuff. So yeah, because they speak of the chosen one as well
1: exactly yeah
0: there, <laughs> you could probably keep on going yeah yeah but I'm a fan of dune unfortunately oh, same yeah, here. So I'm
1: not gonna complain I'm not gonna dog it either' yeah. I'm, a, I'm a fan of I'm a big sci-fi of uh, sci-fi fan of everything I don't I don't just cater just to one thing so that's what I guess makes me who I am I like DC Marvel Star Wars Doctor Who I mean anything sci-fi anything that can take me out of reality and watch TV. Our movies, comics, I love it. Reading, I mean, everything like that, I'm there. You know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So our awesome uh, patron Zach here, he's asking, does posted stamp count for the Ahsoka bingo? Four squares (laughs) in a two-by-two format in any corner, I believe. We didn't designate that at the beginning, but maybe in the future we'll do that. If you get like a square in one of the corners. Because, so for our bingo card, if, if you guys that are watching us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, we're doing a bingo card for Ahsoka. So it's the same bingo card for everyone. Here it is, if you're watching us. You can see it. Uh, Inquisitor Ezra is the top left. Grogu is the top right. Grisk is bottom right corner. And Obi-Wan and Anakin flashback is bottom left corner. So I think what Zach is alluding to is maybe Obi-Wan, Anakin flashback, Luke, Ahsoka getting her kyber crystals, and Max Rebo. If you get those four, which resemble like a postage stamp, you get a bingo. No, we're not doing that. The rules basically are, if you get traditional bingo, four across, four up and down, four diagonally, and that's a bingo. If that's not possible, we're doing four corners. If that's not possible, if you cover all the squares that were called out, either by name or we see the appearance of, that's a bingo. All you have to do is notify us via our social channels, Facebook, Twitter, X, Threads, what else is there? Instagram, TikTok, <laughs> and everything's time-stamped. So we'll look at the timestamp, see who chimed in first, check their bingo card, and uh, you win this: the Hasbro Pulse Black Series Ahsoka Saber. So nice.
1: Hey, so we should we do a second place prize? Well, the first place
0: pri- prize is like. Three hundred and some dollars.
1: Well I mean this is this won't be expensive. I mean we can Oh okay. I mean what are you thinking of giving uh, one of these babies out?
0: Yeah, that's original artwork done by our buddy in Glasgow, Chris Owen. So Yeah, we could do that at second place price for sure. Cool. You could find a sleeve and mail that out. Yeah.
1: Or they got they so. got
0: poster tubes you can mail out, right? Yeah, poster tubes, tubes, yeah.
1: Yeah, that should work. Uh Uh-oh. Skynet's coming (laughs) on.
0: Who do we have here? It looks like we have Craig Five. Standing by.
2: (laughs) What's
1: going on, sir?
0: So, yeah, Craig is joining us from uh, a big storm in his area.
2: (laughs) I'm I'm right in the middle of the storm right now, guys. I'd step outside, but my cat just got blown away.
0: So... (laughs)
2: It's a lost cat. Hopefully, he returns.
1: <laughs> hey, but he's got his wet feet, right?
0: <laughs> it does work. good swimmer for that species of lost cat. Anyways, so what
2: are you guys, talking about
0: we're talking about uh, predictions for Ahsoka episode three, directed by Steph Green. Uh, we're answering questions in the comment section.
2: Predictions? What have you guys predicted so far?
0: It's gonna be I... Bill and Ted.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's it's gonna be World Between Worlds, <laughs> Bill and Ted style. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go back to the future, introduce acolyte. I don't know what what do you think, Craig? How how is the World Between Worlds gonna factor in into the Soka series? I think it's gonna
2: factor in in a big way, but I think it's gonna be a a couple episodes from now. Um. I mean, I don't know if we're talking about the, the the heavy rumors that are going around. Have we talked about that? I don't want to. Spoil. No, I,
0: I don't think so. You, I think you can talk about them, but be very vague about them. Well, they might
2: actually be spoilers. Okay. <laughs> There's some heavy spoilers that have gone around for a while about episode five um, yeah. in regards to the, the world between worlds. And uh, I think it's going to happen. I do think it's going to happen because without giving a lot away, I think Filoni cares a lot about not only the characters that he's created, but also the original trilogy. And he's going to find a way to blend it together. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's going to come out in a big way. And and to me, it feels like this star map... feels very correlated to like that world
1: between worlds. What part in time do you think they're going to go to?
2: Well, I don't want to say, I mean, <laughs> I have heard the rumor. Uh so I don't want to say for because people might get upset about right.
0: that rumor. Other than the rumor, where where do you think we will see what what else do you think that you haven't read about in the rumors? What, what would you like to see? The number one thing I would like to see
2: is Anakin, Ahsoka, and Luke.
0: That would be...
2: Anakin Spirit talking to Ahsoka and Luke. That could be... I mean, that's just like a game changer right there. And I wouldn't be surprised if Filoni did it because, like I said, Ahsoka's his baby. It's his creation. Why not have his creation interact with anakin and luke
0: and he's already had luke interact with ahsoka they have a history exactly it's been verified they know each other certainly they met before i mean you could still interweave that in and it makes sense but what would that conversation (laughs) be like i mean how i can't even think of that as a reality because like i mean it's gonna be hating Christiansen as Anakin, but he's younger than Luke, and then he had the fight with Ahsoka, where he was basically full throat Vader. So, but now he's turned to the light side, and now he's. I mean, it's like wow, it's that dynamic would be very interesting to see what kind of dialogue Filoni would write for that. How do you think that all would kind of like go down? You know, it's hard to predict but i know a lot of
2: people didn't like kenobi but that i'm sorry but that scene with anakin slash vader interacting with obi-wan
0: was true. that was yeah.
2: better than i could have expected even that even though the dialogue was brief it was perfect in my yeah. opinion that was perfect is there anything near that with anakin, ahsoka and luke together i mean what could top that really what could top that
0: yeah, I think maybe just bringing back people from the dead using like deep fakes, but <laughs> that would be kind of morbid.
2: So, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. <laughs> Honestly, I wouldn't be surprised because if you're Dave Filoni, don't you think that's what the fans want to happen?
0: If he delivers that and then you see in gallery, he's like, the fans wanted it. I wanted it. So. That's why it happened. I mean, we, we talk about on the pot specifically me. Uh, maybe it's just me. If I always do kind of like this pseudo segment of if I was running Lucasfilm or if I was in charge of creative, the story, this is what I would do. That's one of the scenes I would put in the, the, that triangle between Luke, Ghost Anakin and Ahsoka, them having a conversation about the force, life. What the next plans, the next strategy should be. That would be an all time scene.
1: Do you think that conversation would have something to do with her training Sabine? I
2: training don't do? think so. I think it would be more like forgiving Ahsoka for what, for leaving him.
1: Instead of coming after him
2: and I think it would be more like that and like his redemption more than like a secondary character like Sabine
0: but Sabine and ahsoka is is a primary character and if ahsoka's seeking to advice but we're talking what... the
2: overall arc of everything she's not a major character I
0: mean you know what
2: I mean like if you're looking at the complete
0: right right but if specifically a specific to Ahsoka, though, if Ahsoka requires counsel, who are the two best Jedi of all time to seek counsel with about her current issue with her Padawan?
2: Obviously, Yaddle is not. Number- <laughs> you got to go with Yaddle. <laughs> oh, nice. And then who would be number two?
0: Yarrow Poof? I don't know.
2: Yarrow Poof? Oh, good old Yarrow. <laughs> sais say Saistin? Teen. teen? Is that his name?
0: I say tin. You say, say teen. I mean, tomato, tomato. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Listen, nobody said his name in the movie, so we can call him whatever. Yeah.
0: <laughs> uh, but, we, but we definitely agree on C.O. Bibble.
2: And Seattle, obviously.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard voiced Seattle, so she said Seattle, so we know that's probably now. Commentary.
1: Now I'm just going to throw this out there. I know this this is out in left field, but what if Ahsoka were to talk to the the Jedi who bought her to the Jedi? Uh, uh character. You talking to Plo Koon? Yes. What if I you think,
0: were man, I really feel like we're going to get more Plo Koon stuff in the future, and Filoni's going to head that up. Um Of course, we had the concept art and the CGI stuff to, to mask Luke being released and, and spoiled to many people that do yeah. spoilers online for Luke's appearance at the, at the end of Mando, Mando Season 2. But yeah, I think we're going to get some stuff. I mean, they might... It feels it feels almost like the uh, Tales of the Jedi might be done in live action. That might be repurposed into future stories. And we see the, the encounter between Plo Koon and the very, very young Ahsoka. Yeah. I think that would be really cool.
1: Yeah, it that's would, what I was thinking.
2: I don't think that's going to happen, but I do think it's cool. Only from a perspective of it's a little confusing... Mm-hmm. That they're going to try and launch a major Star Wars show and every
0: few episodes it's about different characters, you know, I mean. Well, I'm not talking about specifically in this show, like outside and maybe some other live action format. If they do, maybe a tells of the Jedi version in live action and they can revisit that aspect. I mean, the possibilities are really endless. Oh, I yeah. I think. But as far as the the Ahsoka show, yeah, we're probably not going to see that because we already got it in Animation Tales of the Jedi. So we don't really need to cover that. And I think when you put your kind of executive cap on, it's like, how are we going to get the people that aren't super into the Star Wars lore into this show? And there has to be a very, very understandable, digestible way in for just the the casual viewer to be into ahsoka and i think that's that's what they're trying to do and but it's hard though because i mean these characters are based on a four season show in rebels so you have to have that connective tissue and me and ray talked about it earlier all these people that never watched rebels and clone wars are like asking everyone questions like what's going i don't understand who is this character who are these women that we see on screen and then you point it out to them, and it's like, wow, they're very kind of obscure characters. But no, they're really not, because they were they had their own animated show for seasons. Yeah. So it's it's that kind of hurdle that Lucasfilm has to go through at this point. And, and the numbers aren't too low, but I feel like they could be better for the average household viewership. Yeah. You know, Star Wars
2: costs a lot of money per, to produce. And so as a fan that's the thing we kind of have to worry about is that is it delivering enough of an audience and enough of a profit which is really all that they care about bottom line and you know i know a lot of fans love clone wars or rebels and uh you know i think feloni's perfect to head up uh this show but it's got to also pull in an, an audience aside from the people that watch those cartoons
0: exactly. to
2: get excited about star Wars.
0: Yeah. It's the live action audience. This is really to me, like the primer for Filoni's film. This will lead into whatever Filoni going to do in this featured film. I'm pretty sure Ahsoka is going to star. Mando is probably going to star. Um, Bo-Katan, Katie Sackhoff will be there. It's going to be another huge climactic battle type thing because I think, that's what Star Wars fans are, are really wanting to see another big space battle or land battle, whatever have you, and have that same type of Star Wars eye candy that we we're all like kind of craving to see back again yeah, on the big screen. But uh, going back to I think when we were talking about the world between worlds and the different scenarios, this Facebook user <laughs> says, This time, Anakin yells out
1: yes <laughs> instead of <laughs> no. <laughs> uh. That's funny.
0: That'd be funny. Yeah. And we have a uh, Chimericoi Onyabuchi say, "I feel like that meeting would be more about closure and advice. The meeting between Ghost, Anakin, Luke Skywalker, and Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. Um, seeing Anakin in ghost form, and then seeing Ahsoka's reaction to that would be pretty powerful."
1: Yeah, that would be cuz the last time she saw him he was Vader. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I'm I'm really optimistic that, you know, so far the first two episodes were solid. I mean, they weren't incredible. They were I thought it was a decent start. But, you know, the frustrating thing is is that you only get 8 episodes and it's like you know, Already twenty five percent through the way, and we waited two years for this.
0: Yeah, I mean, on on the surface, it's like only eight episodes, thirty to forty to fifty minutes apiece. Um, there's there's only so much story that you can tell, and they're not going the long form, kind of like a Game of Thrones does on on Max. But I mean, you kind of do. You kind of don't want to tell too much in a certain sense. Uh, you don't want to overstay your welcome. I see all that. i rather them leave us wanting more than giving us too much. But for us, I mean, is there such a thing as too much Star Wars? So it's really kind of that catch-22 type of scenario. But, I mean, I trust in Filoni and Favreau. Anytime they handle something, and Gilroy, Anthony Gilroy, When they handle something, I I believe in their storytelling. And whatever time they need, give it to them. Under 30 is almost criminal for us. I agree. And (laughs) we wait so long. And we've waited so long. All of us around a certain age when we fell in love with the original trilogy. And we had to wait from 1983 until 1999 where there was just the books. And we didn't get any live-action stuff. And then we heard rumors about maybe Kevin Smith doing a show that never happened. And then that Underworld show that they did shoot scenes for but never released to the public until they released stuff like five years ago. Behind-the-scenes footage. Which would have been cool, but there was no way they would have the budget to, to make a TV show that was Star Wars and that lived up to the name of Star Wars. Because... The effects wouldn't have been great, but then again, you think George Lucas owned ILM, so it's like, does he not get a discount on all this stuff? But everyone's got to get paid, which is what we're seeing right now, and in, in reality, with with the actors and writer strikes. So, um,
1: and it's gonna push I, us back.
2: I, would, I I would rather see a little bit less Star Wars, but when it comes out, it's epic, as opposed to like I'm sorry, but like. Marvel has been painful to watch.
0: Yeah, Marvel has been very diluted. Um, ever since
2: Endgame, it's been pretty rough. There's been a couple things here or there that were really good or great, like Loki was great and and,
0: and Guardians three.
2: Moon Knight was really good. But a lot of it is just like I, I couldn't even sit down and watch like one episode of She She Hulk. I was like, What am what is this? This is horrible. This is
0: Yeah, I want to apologize here. This Facebook user says, Hey now, don't forget the Ewoks movies between Return of the Jedi and Phantom Menace. (laughs) So yeah, Caravan of Courage, I did rent it on VHS (laughs) and I watched it as a kid several times hoping that Luke would show up even though it was the VHS I'd seen before. But of course it never happened. So So Zach asked us, um, you guys buying the Disney Plus Steelbooks? I secured by Mando copy. so I guess you can pre-order. So, yeah, what's today's date?
2: Yesterday, they were up. I ordered. Uh, I did. They're not
0: sold them. out, right?
2: <laughs> I bought them all. So, <laughs> gotta go for me, bub.
0: Yeah, I, I, bought- that, I believe you. So, what's I the bought- website you go to?
2: I got mine on Amazon. Uh, okay, I, I ordered the second season because I love season two. I have. I could watch season two all the time. Uh Season three. It's not up there for pre-order anyway, but uh, I didn't like it that much. Hey, Best
1: Buy sold out already. Did it? Are you serious? Yeah, that's what it says. Best Buy sold out already, I believe. He got his on Amazon as well.
2: Wow. Um,
1: Now, I didn't know,
2: does the PlayStation 5 play 4K discs?
0: Uh, I'm not sure. I'm an Xbox user. I know my Xbox Series X plays 4K. Okay. I, I tried doing that for my private screening. So... I, I did a birthday screening of Fellowship of the Ring, but now I'm probably going to show Episode 1 of Season 2 and then Episode 8 of Season 2 on the big screen for my birthday next year. So you can see that big introduction and the uh, crate Dragon uh, action of Episode 1, which almost was like a Mando movie. It was very, very long in length. And everyone got so excited because the, the, that episode was almost like an hour long. That was a great
2: episode. Yeah,
0: it was terrific. Timothy Oliphant killed it as Cobb Vanth. And uh, we got to see the Boba Fett armor again. And then, of course, the episode, Craig and I love and cherish Luke coming back in live action. It was just it was just awesome.
2: Oh, man. that That's my favorite TV episode of all time. Of any it's, episode I've ever seen on TV. So...
1: Can you imagine watching that on the theater? Seeing the X Wing fly in on a big screen,
2: I would be crying like a baby.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, a two inch TV is cool, but to see it on a big screen and hear the engines roar I mean, roar from the sides oh my gosh, dude, that's gonna be priceless!
2: That would be incredible.
0: So yeah, I'm on Amazon right now trying to buy them <laughs> live on, on air. <laughs> and I what's the you don't key got word problem I sir. typed in Mandalorian steelbook? Nothing came up. Hmm. What do you type in, Craig? Hold on. Let me uh let me see if I can send you a link. <laughs> this is wonderful <laughs> podcasting right here, guys.
2: People are like people are gonna be
0: ordering as we're <laughs> yeah, I know people that are listening and watching this right now are gonna be like, Oh my gosh. So, yeah, Zach says Best Buy is sold out, I believe. Gosh, man. Well, I mean, you figure you could walk in on what what date is it? December 12th and just pick them up.
1: But that's the thing, though, man. That's what we were talking about before. Remember when we were talking in the last past, I think, a couple of podcasts back where we talked about the content, how they weren't releasing as many DVDs as they used to. You know, right. Yeah. And so the stores don't carry as many as they did before. So, so everything went digital.
0: So there might be an uptick in physical media because the rumor is all these streaming services, what they're going to start to do is not allow you to cancel and re-up whenever you want. It's going to be like cable contracts. They're going to make you sound like a one-year, or two-year deal where you have to pay every month. So if that happens, people might be canceling and lean more towards physical media. And physical media does have better picture and sound compared to streaming. True. So... And then you, it's your copy. You keep it forever. You, it never gets taken away from you. And we've already seen Disney Plus move content off of the streaming service.
2: Yeah. I texted you, David. Did you get it?
1: Um. Let me see. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think physical should have been. They never should have taken it away. They should have left the opportunity for people to choose what they wanted.
0: 54.99. Wow.
2: Yeah, well that's for the 4K. It's 50 if you want the Blu-ray edition.
0: $4 cheaper? Yeah. That makes no sense. I but don't I really don't I'm, even
2: know if my TV and my PS5 play 4K. I just don't even know. How sad is that? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. i in the
0: same boat. I don't know, but I don't own a PS5. So.
2: And I have a PS5, I would think it would play it, right?
0: You yeah, you predict. would figure it. in the chat, does PS5 play 4K? <laughs> See, I'm going to hit pre-order now. So when do they get delivered, Craig?
2: Uh, I'm going to hand deliver it tomorrow, David. <laughs> 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 but only if Luke makes an appearance tonight.
0: For some <laughs> reason, this thing says it's going to ship to my daughter. I don't think so. <laughs>
2: I don't see I don't even know. Should I get the Blu-ray, the 4K? Are any of our listeners? Do we have any listeners that can help? <laughs> Please. Anyone know how
1: to
0: use Google out there?
1: <laughs> decisions, decisions.
2: Can we use can I watch a four K on a PlayStation 5?
0: It's okay, guys. This is this is real world situation here. I'm buying these four K Mando discs. So is this season one or season two, Craig? The link you sent, I sent me. I
2: said you season two.
0: Okay. So, all right, I'm about to place my order. It says items, $54.99. Shipping and handling is zero because I'm a Prime member. Total before tax, $54.99. Estimated tax to be collected, $4.54. Order total is $59.53 for Season 2 of The Mandalorian Steelbook.
2: Or so, you could buy Disney In 4K. Plus. What was that, Craig? Or you can pay for Disney Plus for a year. <laughs> <laughs> or you can do both. <laughs>
1: okay, yeah, here we go. I have a PlayStation 5. It plays 4K movies.
0: Yeah, so the PS5 is just like the Xbox Series X in that it plays 4K. So, yeah. All right. Yeah, You should be good. So
2: do you think that... I, I don't even know. Is there a big difference between 4K movies and, and Blu-ray movies? is there is there that much of a difference with the picture quality i don't even yeah, know yeah the
0: res- the resolution i th- i mean it's it's a it's a pretty decent jump um when i watch i have the lord of the rings 4k set and you can see things that you've never seen before in the picture
2: like an elf farting in the
0: distance i was uh, this is very close to what i was <laughs> going to say next you can see sweat beads on hobbit's faces and you could see the makeup lines sometimes on on actors' faces, because they never anticipated 4K. But when they shot The Hobbit, I think they anticipated they shot that in 8K or 16K. Uh-huh. So they they kind of future proof themselves there, shooting with the red cameras. But yeah, yeah, 4K is definitely I think the way to go. It's it'll be a new experience actually to watch The Mandalorian in 4K, because you'll see stuff that you've never seen before, like, which do makes it
2: crying when he gives a. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> possibly but yeah i I can't wait to see stuff that we've never seen before and it feels different too depending on what type of TV you have as well the the quality of your TV makes a difference as well
2: i i personally love season two and season one was solid but season two for me was just incredible yeah yeah i I was very disappointed with season three
0: yeah, both those seasons I think are going to go down as two of the most some of the most iconic Star Wars live action that we've ever gotten. And I can watch season 1 on repeat. I mean, it it's it's like an old western. It's it's not too slow. It's it's well-paced. Um the introduction of of, of that Ugnat. <laughs> Queel. Queel. Um yeah, I, that, that character voiced by Nick Nolte. I mean, you don't think of Nick Nolte <laughs> as a Star Wars character, but he nailed it as that Ugnaught. I mean, that was, was a awesome. terrific addition. Who would have ever thought an Ugnaught
2: would have been that awesome?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's why we love Star Wars, because there's so They're many possibilities. Hey! Hey!
2: <laughs> and then strikes B- <laughs> <it's> back. <laughs> uh, They're like squealing like pigs, and then he's like, <laughs> I have spoken they <laughs> you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah.
0: And I definitely uh, like what this Facebook user said. Uh, they should have been called Beskar Books instead of Steel Books. Yeah, that would have been awesome.
1: Yeah, that would have been smart.
0: So Alejandro Cabrera is in here. He says, love it. I think this is the director of that new Star Wars documentary that's going to – he's a Texan. Oh, yeah. I was
1: going to say we need to reach out to him to get that interview we are wanting to do with him.
0: Yeah, he says that Star Wars room in the back is epic. Which one, mine or Craig's? <laughs> Craig's is a whole lot more expensive than mine. Yeah, he's got a bunch of hot toys back there. Yeah. Yeah. Alejandro says, uh, yes, they're losing money. It's That's why it's going to physical. And he says, and if the lights or internet is out, you have the copy. Yep, that's true. You
2: know the other thing? But why doesn't it? It doesn't come with a digital release of it,
0: too, does it? Well, th- yeah, because they want want you to buy Disney Plus. That's the digital release. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it just seems like they should give you the digital
2: version too. But
0: yeah, uh, yeah. Alejandro says, "When do I check out that room? He wants to fly to Florida, Craig, and check out your awesome."
2: Oh, my room!
0: Your Star Wars cave. Yeah,
2: <laughs> it's pretty insane. I could.
0: Yeah. Wow. And there's a Luke Skywalker head.
2: You like my life-size Luke?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Pretty impressive.
2: I have an impressive lightsaber collection, too.
0: (laughs) That didn't (laughs) sound creepy at all.
1: Not at all. (laughs) You want to come to my room to see my lightsaber?
2: (laughs) (laughs) You should see how big it (laughs)
0: <laughs> the oh. lightsaber links are adjustable, right? So that makes sense. Oh, wow. Nice. My premium
2: formats up there. Yeah. Nice. You got
0: some more. Yeah, for everyone listening to us, they're like, what's going on, guys? <laughs> some
1: hot
2: toys over there. Those are Marvel on that side.
1: Nice. Hey, Craig, getting back to what you were saying about season three. And then, like Obi Wan, Book of Boba, you got to think about it. They were rushing to put out content. I think they rushed through that stuff. That's why we got what we got. And I think if we didn't have them rushing out to put content to compete with other streaming services, I think we would have gotten a better story arc. Well,
2: Star Wars needs to be impactful, and so does Marvel, in my opinion. Yeah, Those are your two big flagships, and you got to do them right. I watched the Secret Wars. I I thought it was really bad, to be honest with you. Um, I don't blame the actors. They were fine. But the story just wasn't very compelling.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it's just they rushed it, man. I think they need to spend more time in the story. I mean, they got the actors to pull the stuff off. Just give them the good content, good stories. But, you know, with the strike and everything going on, I just think stuff's going to get pushed behind. And it's going to kind of get back to the same premise. They're going to be rushing to try to, you know, fill the fill the backs the backspace to put stuff out that we're probably going to get the same scenario again because of the rushing. So, yeah. which kind of bites?
2: They can't rush Star Wars. It's got to be done right. The story's got to be right. Yeah. Because anything less than that, people are just going to be disappointed. You
0: know. Yeah. True. I hundred percent agree. Fully baked, no half baked stuff. I'd so- rather
2: wait. I'd rather wait longer.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I would rather wait a couple more years if they need it.
1: I mean, you, you got Come on, guys. We used to camp out to watch the movies. Yeah. <laughs> people would be yeah. camping out a week, two weeks before the movie comes out in the freaking theaters. Like, they could be the first one to watch it.
0: Yeah, yes. I... What, yeah, spoiler alert for all the young people watching this. When you get <laughs> older, time goes by a lot faster. So waiting years now is like waiting... Like months when we were like half our age, so <laughs> you yeah, know we what, didn't have the what, internet.
1: What
2: what our younger audience doesn't realize is that <laughs> after a movie was in the theater, you weren't going to get a VHS of it for a year. Yep, like a solid year until after it came out,
1: or unless it went to HBO and then the, the VHS.
2: But like you know, when like the original movie Star Wars came out, like. They didn't even have VHS, right? Like, back for a couple of years.
0: Yeah, it, it wasn't out yet. But, but, see, when Star Wars came out in 1977, it ran in theaters for years. Because my brother told me this story. My brother is 15 years older than me. He said that he didn't watch Star Wars until 1978 in theaters. So it was still like the big phenomenon even after it was released in 1977 of of that may so yeah it was a totally different time back then and growing up in the 80s and 90s yeah an epic blockbuster film was released in the theater and then you had to wait a long time until it went to vhs and it was ridiculous i hated that i hated that so much you,
1: you gotta think about it too man we didn't have leak photos either. The only way we were able to find stuff out was in the magazines, you know. Yeah. So we didn't have, you know. For
0: me, it was Entertainment Tonight. That's yes. where I would go to find out, like my like Hollywood behind it's the scenes
2: trailer. And be like, tonight the premiere of the episode. Yes. one Trailer, and you're like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got to tape it.
0: <laughs> yeah, I taped it, and for like two weeks straight, I would watch it before I went to high school. Watch it and get—I'd get all hyped up, and then go to school and be like, "I gotta be in school."
2: It's so true. I would watch it over and over again.
0: Uh, I probably wore that tape out.
2: Today we have a compelling look at the new Star Wars Episode One. Yeah, Mary.
0: There's John Tesh talking about it too.
1: Yeah. That's just uh the old days, dude. The old days.
0: Yeah, Xavier Garza says, uh, did y'all see the Rebel Moon trailer? I saw it. It was it's basically a pseudo-star. It's an R-rated Star Wars film. That's what it is. Yeah, lightsabers.
2: By uh uh what's his name? Zack Snyder. Yeah, I, I didn't see the trailer yet.
0: Dude, did if you, you see if it? you see it, there's gonna be a certain point where you're like, yep, there's Star Wars right there.
1: Yeah, that's what I got from it.
0: It's kind of a mixture of Star Wars and Dune. As it's as if Star Wars and
1: Dune had a baby. Well, you kind of kind of throw Lord of the Rings in there a little bit too.
0: Yeah, a little bit of that. There's a little bit of flair of that. And John Carter of, Mar- of Mars as well. That type of mis- uh, mishmash. And John Carter was another franchise that George Lucas pulled from to create Star Wars as well. So, yeah, guys, we are less than about, well, 20. I know James gave us a pro tip to, to jump on Disney Plus 10 minutes early, but it didn't work out that way last week. It, it dropped. As soon as the specified time hit for me and Ray, it's eight Central Time. For you, Craig, it's nine. Yep, Eastern. So I guess we can go a little bit longer. Um
2: do you think we're gonna see? A, uh, like uh, I, I went to. say, I think I was, we'll see Ahsoka. Ezra tonight. Anybody think we're seeing Ezra tonight?
0: No, I don't think we're gonna yeah. see Ezra until the very end, if at all, of this of this season.
1: I say we're probably gonna see him maybe season. I mean the season. Episode episode six. I mean,
2: I think for sure we're going to see him.
0: Really? We... Okay. Tonight?
1: But
2: I, I, not tonight. I agree. Oh, okay.
0: Okay.
2: Uh, but what about Thron? Do we see Thron tonight?
0: That's a possibility. It's a possibility we we see that image, that moving image of Thron that we saw at celebration, and we've seen in the marketing material. Because you got to think about it when we see Thron in that material, he's wearing the classic white Grand Admiral uniform. And he's not going to be wearing that after the purg will take him to, to wherever they took him. Yeah, that uniform is going to be long gone. It should be. That would make more sense than if he had a white uniform still on because he was not an Empire loyalist. He, he just joined the Empire just to learn how to defeat them for the Chiss ascendancy, you know?
2: Yeah. Um... So
0: and that's something that Carl actually pointed out to me.
2: Now, was that based on the Rebel Show or the based on the the
0: the books? The books, the books primarily. But the motivations of Thrawn was never to be a part of the Empire. Uh, it, it was basically, he was basically a, kind of like a scout for his race, the Chiss, to eventually learn how to defeat and overthrow the Empire for them to take over. So. Yeah, Thrawn's a very interesting character. He's not not all bad. He's not good by any means. He's just trying to get the job done for his people. He's fighting for his people, which is a very familiar story plot point for a lot of characters and and storytelling. So he's a master tactician. He's a genius. Um, And he is the antagonist, apparently. He's like the big bad. But... Of course, there's Night Sisters out there. Those that that group of characters might actually be the enemy, the the uh, essentially the antagonist for for the show. And Thrawn might just be there physically, and he might not be what people are assuming he's going to be. Because a, a lot of people give the parallel to yeah, he's he Star Wars Thanos. I'm not quite sure that's the case. So.
2: Well, I mean, how would the Knight thris- uh, sisters be a big enough threat to feel, you know, to this show? I mean, as far as we know, they don't really even exist at this point or there's not much left of them. Uh, do I don't remember. Do we see what happens to Mother Townsend, or no? I don't even remember.
0: I don't remember that either. If if you're in chat and you know the fate of I Maul's she, mother, right?
1: Yeah, she'd be really old anyway, right? Well, I think didn't she die because in one episode in Rebels, it's where the Night Sisters are it's kind of like they're ghost spirits when they are trying to retrieve the black saber.
2: I don't remember. I haven't seen. I Rebels. don't remember. Yeah, I just started rewatching Rebels uh, over the weekend just to refresh myself because it's been a long time
1: because
2: I don't really sit down and watch rebels like I do clone Wars I like clone Wars better
1: yeah I think yeah I think there was I think she, she was dead by by rebels you know in rebels but yeah. when she didn't die but she still disappeared okay okay
0: okay okay thanks martin Luce watching us on YouTube.
2: Yeah. Okay. So, so she probably isn't going to come back anyway, but who knows?
0: Yeah. I, I think mean, the, that's got to show up soon
2: too, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, there's so many ways this show could go. I mean, that <laughs> that's, that's malls mother. Who yeah. Is. A night sister. I mean, I don't know. Are we are we gonna see more more of Maul's race out there? I mean I don't want to say we might see Maul because that would be all kinds of messed up in the timeline, but <laughs> we
2: can't see Maul. I mean, yeah. unless it's a flashback.
0: Yeah. And then of course Sam Witwer's a voice on the show. We just I don't think we're sure what voice he is.
2: Yeah, that's really weird. I don't know what the deal is. Why is it everybody seems to think Marek is somebody bigger, but it doesn't make any sense to me that he would be Ezra or Kanan. Neither of those make any sense, right? I, I mean, if Ezra's back, why would he be fighting with Ahsoka? Unless the only thing that I thought of the other day was that they, you know. The night sisters put some kind of spell on Canaan or Ezra, like they did to yeah. Savage Press. True, you know, they made Savage Press kind of evil that way, too.
0: Yeah, so Xavier Garza says, I watched Rebels on the road trip to West Texas from San Antonio, finished it in two trips. Awesome, that's what like 77 hours or something. <laughs> that's wild.
1: Yeah, I started watching it again too, just to get familiar, catch up on stuff I missed. It's kind of like Doctor Who. If you've watched Doctor Who from, you know, and then you go back and watch it, you'll catch stuff you missed that ties down later in the current seasons, which is kind of weird. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've actually never seen Doctor Who. Is it good? If you like I'm a big I'm big in you know time travel and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So the doctor's pretty cool. It's kind of like time travel ish sci fi.
2: Okay. Is there one particular because it's always different doctors, right?
1: Yeah. So one of them is David Tennant, which is uh Yu Hang. He plays Yu Hang or Yuhang? Yeah. Yuhang. Yuhang, right. Yeah. So he plays his character. Yeah. So he's a cool doctor. A lot of people like him. Okay.
2: What about the one wasn't Matt Smith one of them also?
1: Yes. Yes. How was he? He was good. Each of them bring their own unique character to the Doctor. Okay. Yeah. So everybody has their favorites.
0: And David Tennant's coming back, right? The voice of Who Yang. Yes.
1: Yeah. As
2: an as Doctor Who again?
1: Yeah. They're doing a 60th anniversary. Oh. Wow. Sixtieth.
0: Yeah, that show's been running a long. T- that show was running in black and white, right? Yeah, BBC. Yeah, wow. Is it I on think that- it's the longest running show ever? Right.
1: A lot of the original episodes from the first Doctor, some of them aren't available because what happened was the BBC recorded over existing. Yeah, stuff. that's
0: what I heard. Recorded over the original tapes.
1: <laughs> yeah, they recorded the original. <laughs> that's like tapes. what I would do when I was like eight years old. <laughs> yeah, so there's some of the stuff is lost, but stuff that's later on is you can watch like uh but it's just it's kind of hit and miss because they're not complete right uh, unless you kind of go from the seventh doctor on there's more intact but it's cool it's a cool story arc i i got into the doctor the first time i watched it was on bbc on bbc uh pbs and it would come on, on friday nights when i was in school back in the day long time ago
0: wow I'll have to check it out. Yeah. All right, guys, uh, I I think we're going to end the pre-show here. uh, Give us some time to settle in to watch uh, the third episode of Ahsoka. But uh, please join us if you're watching us right now on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook. We're going to do a post show, talk about everything that happened, what we noticed, what we didn't notice. Um, You can chime in too in the comment section. Tell us what you noticed that we didn't notice. Uh, There's going to be Easter eggs galore. I'm pretty sure Uh, plot points, implications to the future. Um, hopefully, we see Thrawn. Hopefully, we see Hayden Christensen tonight. So, um, and hopefully, we have that encounter between Hayden, uh, Mark Hamill, and Rosario Dawson. That would be cool. I don't think we're seeing
2: that anytime soon, but maybe <laughs>
0: <laughs> get your the bingo cards ready. Wish. Yeah, yeah, get your bingo cards ready. And uh, I don't think you're gonna get a bingo tonight, but you might get close, maybe. So, we'll see. yeah, for Retro Ray Craig Five. My name's David, and uh, we'll see you uh, after the show on the other side.